Welcome to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app for both iOS and Android devices by searching for The Church at Bushland. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. Come on, yeah, hallelujah. It's all right. Get excited, huh? Yeah. It's okay. You can get excited. It's all right, okay? Because... uh it's been a long time since I got to see y'all, so it's really good to see your smiling faces this morning. I kind of feel like that leper, though, back in the Bible, you know, where, you know, the leper's got to unclean, unclean, you know, and, and all that stuff. And people look at you like, oh, wait a second, what's wrong with him, you know? I promise you I'm good, all right? So if you want to give me a hug, I promise there's nothing wrong with me, okay? Because I need a hug, all right? Anyways, come on. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be back. I don't know. For those of you that don't know, <laughs> um, we, uh, we, we moved our oldest daughter to Florida, and on the trip down, um, man, it just, I just got sick. And honestly, I thought it was from golfing, because, you know, there's a heat here, but then there's this thing called, like, humidity, and it is horrible, right? I mean, it's my worst enemy, I think, but I got on that golf course, and I was, I swing, and I got through about nine holes, and I looked at my father-in-law, I'm like, say, man. I don't know if I'm going to make it. This is horrible, you know. And I'd like to say that I at least tied him that day, and I did, but not really because he, he was the one taking the, the score, and I know he shaved a few strokes off of my day that day because I was struggling, you know. Um, but I went golfing on that Friday, and then I, I woke up that Saturday. I'm like, okay, I ain't going to do nothing today because, man, it was starting not, not to feel good. And Sunday we got up. We went to church as a family, and... Uh, we went golfing again, which was a big mistake because the same thing happened to me out there. Um, and then that Monday we woke up, I went and did some work for my mother-in-law, and by that evening I was put in a hospital. I was in the ER. Um, I'm telling you, when I say I couldn't breathe, I couldn't breathe. It was hurting. Uh, they took me back, um, did a chest x-ray. I had pneumonia, and then they did all the blood work and ended up I tested positive for the COVID stuff. And... Uh, so I asked the doctor, he's like, you're on 14 days. I'm like, thank you. All right, I appreciate that because I hate being alone. <laughs> but it's okay. I, uh, uh, as I, I listened to him, I, but, but I asked him, I said, can I just drive home? I just want to be in my own bed. Anybody, anybody like to be in your own bed? Yeah, I, that was me. And so as I sat there, uh, he said, yeah, you can drive home. And I'm going to give it up for my wife right now because she's like a road warrior. She took 20 hours straight, boom, and got me home. And uh, we stopped in Claude for just a few minutes. She, she was just worn out. She's like, I got to close my eyes. I'm like, okay, okay, you know. <laughs> and so she was, uh, she, she, she got up. She, when she woke up from Claude, I said, you're going to have to take me directly to the hospital. I can't, I just can't do this no more. And got to the hospital. I was running like a 103.8 fever and uh, couldn't breathe. They put me, they put me on oxygen. Um, they had me turned up to like a five or a six. I don't know. Um, you medical people, y'all know more about this than I do. All I know is I was at a five or six level, and I was still having a hard time passing the breathing test. And uh, But 
praise God for people in our church, right? And and for because I called one over, I sent a text, and she she's a nurse at BSA. She came down. She says, "All right, let me help you out." And she gave me some stuff to do, and I did it. And uh, and then, like I said, this song, man, it just hit me, um, big time because I just began, God, here I am. You gave me this breath. You're filling my lungs with your breath, and I'm going to praise you with it. And, um, and so I just want to say thank you to my church family for your prayers. Thank you for all of you who brought meals and took care of my family while I couldn't be there. And especially my kids, uh, they say thank you for all the snacks you brought. And if you can want to continue to bring those snacks, it's okay, all right, because they really enjoyed them. Um, <laughs> they just, yeah, they, they loved it. So, But thank you very much. I'm just so glad to be back. Today we kick off our kids' jam and um, our theme this year, couldn't be any better in my opinion, is focus. Take a closer look. I want you to look at your neighbor. I want you to say, it's time to focus. All right? Put it in the chat room, all right? It's time to focus. All right? Put it in the chat. I should say not a chat room, but put it in the chat that it's time to focus. How many of y'all know we've been through some stuff this year, huh? And it's very easy to lose sight on what we should, or lose our focus on what we should be focused on. It's time to focus. Hebrews 12, 1 through 3, it says this, says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, Fixing our eyes on Jesus. Can you say that out loud with me? Come on. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and not lose heart. So, Father, I pray right now that our focus, our eyes, our hearts, everything in us would come in focus with you. And, God, we, we just set our eyes on you so we won't grow weary and we won't lose heart. I just thank you for that, Father, in Jesus' name. I want to tell you something. What are your eyes focused on right now? What is, what is your attention on right now? What, what are you just, I mean, you're, you're so in tuned with it. I want to tell you, with everything that's going on, I mean, like I said, you can pick up your, your phone and look at, like, the Fox News app, or you can turn on your TV to some news channel, and I'm telling you, it's easy to be distracted. <laughs> it's so easy to be distracted, whether it's the uh, uh, the riots and all of the, uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, just the craziness that's going on, all the protesting and all that stuff. I mean, it is easy to get distracted, right? It's easy to, to lose focus and, and, and start turning like, oh my goodness, what is this world coming to, right? It's easy to lose heart. 
whether it's the pandemic or, or the coronavirus and looking at the numbers. You know, I sat in that hospital room. I thought, am I about to become a statistic? Because that's not the, the stat that I want to be a, a part of. You know what I mean? That's not it. And it's easy to be distracted. The hurricanes, the, uh, the earthquakes that are taking place. Maybe it's uh, a problem at your job. You know, that, that boss of yours, you know, and, and, and man, they just, you know how, and people just get on your nerves a little bit, right? And everything inside you just wants to look at that boss. Remember that old song that says, take this job and shove it, right? I, I mean, that, that wasn't from the Lord, all right? But I'm just, that was me. But, I, you know, uh, <laughs> honestly, though, you, you, you just have problems. What if it's relationship problems, problems in your marriage, problems with your kids, well, here's a good one. What am I going to do with my kids this fall? I mean, is school going to happen? What are, should I send them? Should I keep them at home? Oh, my goodness. It's so easy to be distracted. And I sat there in that hospital room, y'all, and, 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 and as I began, of course, you know, you, lay, you have nothing else to do, so I'm just sitting there watching TV. I'm like, well, that's not good. And that's horrible too, you know. And it was so easy to be distracted. And I, I just asked the Lord, I said, Lord, I, I, you know, shut the TV off. I, I just, Lord, what are you trying to show me through this? He said, just focus on me. I've got this. I promise you. And I feel like <laughs> it's time for us to take a closer look at who Jesus is. Because sometimes, no matter how long you've been walking with him, right, sometimes it just becomes, eh, you know, you just forget just how great he is, how amazing he is. And so this morning I want to share, and, and, and um, I'm going to, let me open up the Bible here because I, I've got to give credit where credit is due. We were talking in staff this week, and, and uh you know, we were, we were, we were talking about how there's some amazing stories in this Bible. Would you agree? There's some amazing stories in this Bible. The problem is, is uh, we, we, uh, we use them, it's just like that. It's just a story. Sometimes we forget that it really happened, right? And so we were talking to staff and, and Melissa Ponder, uh, the great wisdom that comes from her. I'm, again, I'm giving all credit to her. I told her I was going to use this uh, this week. And I told her, I said, you know, the problem is we forget that these are real life events that took place. Every single bit that's in here, it, it really happened. It's not some, you know, once upon a time fairy tale that you read to your kids at night. This really happened. Don't ever forget it. Hey, kids, look at me. Don't ever forget that this really happened. If it's in this book, it happened. It really, it really did. And so... These are real-life events that we can look back on and learn from. And this morning, I'm going to share a real-life event with you that took place that you've heard about from the time you've been about this tall. And you've, you've probably read this story over and over again, but can I tell you something? I'm going to read the whole story to you again because I believe that, there, that you can always get something from this. And really, just to be honest with you, if there's a lost person here, I've never heard that story before. I want them to know what this story says. Or maybe you're not lost, but maybe you're like, the Bible really said that? Yeah, it does. It does. So look at this, Daniel chapter 3. It says this, King Nebuchadnezzar made an image of gold 60 cubits high and 6 cubits wide, which is about 90 feet high 
and nine feet wide. And he set it up on the plain of Dura in the, in the province of Babylon. He then summoned the satraps, prefects, governors, advisors, treasurers, judges, magistrates, and all the other provincial officials, which for the rest of the story, they will be called the quote-unquote important people, all right? Um, he, he, he summoned them to come to the dedication of the image he had set up. So all the important people assembled for the dedication of the image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up, and they stood before it. And then the herald loudly proclaimed, nations and people of every tongue, this is what you are commanded to do. As soon as you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, and really all kinds of music, you must fall down and worship the image of gold that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. Whoever does not fall down and worship will immediately be thrown into a blazing fire. Now, how many of y'all on your bucket list you have, I want to be thrown into a blazing furnace? I didn't see one hand. That's good. Now, as someone, you know, let's just be real real quick. Wouldn't that be easily distracting? Like, oh, my goodness, I really don't want to die that way. But I really, you know, it, so these guys, I'm telling you, their focus was, I mean, they were focused. And he said, therefore, as soon as they heard the music, all the nations and the peoples of every language fell down and worshipped the image of gold that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And at this time, some astrologers came forward and denounced the Jews. They said to King Nebuchadnezzar, may the king live forever. Your majesty has issued a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the, of the music should fall down and worship the image of gold, and that whoever does not fall down and worship will be thrown into a blazing furnace. But there are some Jews whom you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon. Their names are Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who pay no attention to you, your majesty. They neither serve your gods nor worship the image of gold you have set up. So furious with rage, Nebuchadnezzar summoned Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So these men were brought before the king, and Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true? Is it true that you do not serve my gods or worship the image of gold I've set up? Now when you hear the music, if you're ready to fall down and worship the image I've made, very good. But if you don't, you'll be thrown immediately into a blazing furnace. And get this line. He says, Then... What God will be able to rescue you from my hand? You hear the arrogance in his voice? Like, seriously, what God will be able to rescue you from my hands? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, who's this dude? <laughs> and so I love their response in verse 16. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego uh, replied to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, hey, hey we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God that we serve, he will deliver us. He's able to deliver us, and he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But catch these five words. But even if he doesn't. Can you say that? But even if he doesn't. But even if he doesn't, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold that you have set up. And then Nebuchadnezzar was furious 
uh, with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and he said, and his attitude cha- uh, changed toward them. He ordered the furnace heated seven times hotter than usual and commanded some of the strongest soldiers in the army to tie them up and throw them into the blazing furnace. So these men, wearing their robes, their trousers, their turbans, and all the other clothes, were bound and thrown into the blazing furnace. The king's command was so urgent that the earnest, and the, earnest, the furnace was so hot that the flames of the fire killed the soldiers who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and these three men, firmly tied, fell into the blazing furnace. Do you see how focused they were? Their lives were on the line. And they said, listen, we don't need to defend ourselves. (laughs) The God that we serve is able to deliver us from you. The God that we serve will deliver us from you. And it made the king so angry that he's like, turn it up. We're going to show these boys. We're going to fry some Jews this morning. I don't know if that's the right thing to say in church, but, I mean, that's what he's saying. I'm going to burn these guys up. Seven times hotter. And then it was so hot that his soldiers died. (laughs) And watch what, what happens to Nebuchadnezzar here. He says in verse 24, then King Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet leapt to his feet in amazement and asked his advisors, hey guys, weren't there three guys that we, we, we tied up and threw into the fire? And they replied, well, certainly, your majesty. He said, well, look, I see four men walking around in the fire unbound and unharmed, and the fourth looks like a son of the gods. Nebuchadnezzar then approached the opening of the blazing furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, servants of the most high God, come out, come here. And so they came out of the fire, and all of the important people gathered around them, and they saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor was a hair of their head uh, singed. Their robes were not scorched, and there was no smell of fire on them. (laughs) And then he said, Nebuchadnezzar said, praise to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and rescued his servants. They trusted in him and defied the king's command and were willing to give up their lives rather than serve or worship any god except their own god. Therefore, I decree that the people of any nation or language who say anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be cut into pieces and their their houses be Uh, turned into piles of rubble for no other God can save in this way. Do you see what happened to him right there? He started talking to you. Yeah, come on, let's get excited about that because listen, (laughs) he goes from telling them uh, up here like, and what God can save you from my hand, (laughs) right? To, (laughs) hey, praise be to their God for no other God can save in this way. I'm telling you right now, lives will be changed, when we focus our eyes on Jesus. Can I get an amen? Huh? I'm telling you, people's hearts will change when we focus our eyes on Jesus. Come on. That's something to get excited about, all right? Nations will change. Nations will change when we focus everything that we have on Jesus. Our circumstances, your circumstances, no matter what you're going through right now, no matter how dark the dark is, Your circumstances will change if you'll just focus on the one (laughs) 
who can, he's greater than, as we said earlier, his name is above every other name. But sometimes our focus gets a little off. It gets a little off. I heard a story this week about uh, an Olympian, back, like, like the 2004 Olympics, and he was, uh, he was in the shooting competition. <laughs> and again, forgive me if I get some of these details wrong, but he, he was from the U.S. He was like very impressive. So, I mean, it just, in fact, everybody else going into the Olympics was just going for the silver and the bronze because they already knew this guy was going to win. And he pulled in to the Olympics, and he's, he's, I mean, every event, you know, he's just good shooting. I'm not good with guns, okay, because I don't, I don't have gun, whatever, but, you know, but I, I learned something this week. They said, like, he was so good that, like, he would learn to shoot and, and pull the trigger in between heartbeats because your heartbeat could make the gun jump a little bit. I'm like, that's impressive, right? But this dude was so far ahead of everyone in the competition that on the last day of the competition, all he had to do was hit the target, and he's got gold. Just hit anywhere on the target, and he's got the gold. So what's he do? He, he, he gets ready, and he, you know, he's focused. He's aimed at his target. He pulls the trigger. Boom. Bullseye. The problem was he was focused at the wrong target. So he went from gold in the bag to, like, I think he got bronze. From here, supposed to be here, he, he, just a little bit off. Boom, bullseye. How many of y'all know we can get our focus on the wrong thing? And it doesn't take much from here to here. From here to there. It doesn't take much to throw us off course. Do you see what happened when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when they didn't lose focus, King Nebuchadnezzar's heart was changed. Why? Because they, they were in tune with the Lord. They were so focused on him. They refused to bow a knee. And when they refused, I mean, it, it did something. I mean, look, he says, I, he leapt to his feet in amazement like, what is going on? Didn't we throw three? There's four, and it changed his world forever. <laughs> what God's going to deliver you from my hand? <laughs> there ain't no God other than the one that they serve that can do this. You see what happened when they were so focused, nations, the nations were changed. Like the nations, they're like, hey, you're going to bow down. Yes, sir begin to bow down and worship. Their worship changed. People's worship will change if you will stay focused on Jesus. If you won't, just, just don't lose sight of who he is. We have the ability to change the world. Every single one of us. We have the ability. If we'll just stay, in stay focused on our Father. So how do you stay focused? It might look different for everyone, I, for each of you, but I'm going to tell you right now, <laughs> this is what's helped me. And I started with just 15 minutes a day. 15 minutes a day. 
I spend the first five minutes in worship. I'll just turn some music on, and I'll just, I'll just praise him. Whatever that may be. I just spend five minutes uninterrupted. I'm just going to spend five minutes worshiping. And then I'll open up my word. Now, me, I love to read the Psalms and I love to read John. I mean, those are my two favorites. But for you, it could be, I mean, because this word is life-changing no matter what you, just read it. (laughs) Spend five minutes. I I, I would spend five minutes just worshiping or or just uh, reading his word. And then my last five minutes, I just spend it in prayer. Now, that's the hard one, right? Because too many times when we go into our, quote-unquote, prayer closets, it's like, Lord, bless me indeed. Lord, take care of everything that I need to done today. Lord, just thank you for watching over me. And it's like, amen, and you're out, and you spent like 20 seconds, and your whole prayer has been about you. Can I ask you a question? If we were to examine your prayer walk, your prayer life, would it change would it just change you or would it change the world? If we're to examine your, the, the time that you spend in prayer and, and, and what you're praying for, would those prayers just change you? Or would they be world-changing? It's just something to think about. We can't be focused on me because that happens too, right? That's the wrong focus. The focus needs to be on the Father. Ask him what his heart's desire is. If you're having problems with someone, ask him, hey, Father, how do you see that person? Help me to love them like you love them. Hebrews 12, 1 through 3. Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let's throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. What's hindering you today? Is there sin in your life that's got you so wrapped up, so bound up, that you just can't seem to break free? Isn't it time to cast that off? Isn't it time to just, I mean, he says to cast all your cares upon him and he will carry it for you. Isn't today the day to say, God, help me? I need you. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him. Focus on him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. I believe the Lord is saying something this morning, saying, hey, listen, if you're in here and it's, you've been distracted and you've taken this stuff from the world and it's just impacted you so much that you begin to lose heart like, I don't recognize this country we live in. Will we ever be the same? You begin to grow weary. Like, why even try? I think he's saying, look at me. Focus on me. As I was preparing uh, this message, there's an old hymnal that came to my mind. 
<laughs> and uh, I love the hymnals. Listen, I could listen to hymnals all day long. I know that's kind of weird for some people because my kids look at me like, what are you listening to? I'm like, oh, listen to it. It'll change your life. But y'all remember the song, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Y'all sing with me. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. I believe that if we'll just turn our eyes on him, if we'll just take a closer look, I believe he will change every circumstance that you're in. He'll change your world. And not only change your world, but he'll change the world that we're living in today. (laughs) He'll change everything because that's what he does. Jesus changes everything. Would y'all stand to your feet? Let's sing that one more time, all right? Would y'all stand with your feet and just, I just want to focus on him. Say, turn your eyes upon his wonderful face and the things of her will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace and the things and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace would you bow your heads with me I truly believe that the Father wants to set some people free this morning. There have been some of you that's been so distracted by things going on in your world and things going on in your life. I think he just wants to remind you this morning that if you'll just focus, I promise you I've got this. And so this morning I'm going to open up the altar. And if you need prayer for anything, if you just need to give something to the Lord, I'm asking you to come down and just say, God, here it is. Help me. If you're listening to us online and, and there are things in your life that you know that need, that you just need to surrender and give it to God, let us know. Reach out to us. We'll have someone call you and pray with you. As if you need prayer this morning, I promise you. Now, we're not going to have a prayer team up here, but I promise you there are people in this room that will pray with you 
and agree with you for whatever you need. Maybe you're sitting in here this morning and you're saying, you know what? I've never even really looked at Jesus until right now. And today's the day that I just want to give him everything. I want to surrender my life to him. If that's you, please come find me. I'll be right down here. I just want to pray with you this morning. There's no greater day than today to make it right with the Lord. I just pray right now. I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice. That God, whatever it is they need, whatever it is they're going through, God, we know you're our healer. Lord, there might be someone in here that just needs a a physical healing, maybe an emotional healing. God, I pray that they will surrender that, and God, that you would meet them right where they are. If there's anyone that doesn't have a relationship with you, Lord, I pray that today's the day that they would make it right with you. Father, meet your people right now. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram by using the church at Bushland and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland.